Is your heart prepared? You come in desiring it today? Amen. All right, if you would, find your place in Joshua chapter number 9. We are still there. Praise the Lord, we're still there. Picking up in verse number 1 this morning. Everybody's ready. We want to walk through this together, okay? So we want to make sure everybody's together. Here we go. Chapter 9, beginning in verse 1. And it came to pass when all the kings which were on this side, Jordan, in the hills and in the valleys and and all the coasts of the great sea over against Lebanon, the Hittite and the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hivite and the Jebusite heard thereof. That they gathered themselves together to fight with Joshua and with Israel with one accord. And when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done unto Jericho and to Ai, they did work wildly and went and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles, old and rent and bound up, and old shoes and clouded upon their feet and old garments upon them. And all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. And they went to Joshua and to the camp of Gilgal and said unto him and to the men of Israel, We become from a far country. Now therefore make ye a league with us. And the men of Israel said unto the Hivites, Peradventure you dwell among us, and how shall we make a league with you? And they said unto Joshua, We are thy servants. Joshua said unto them, Who are ye, and from whence come ye? They said unto him, From a very far country thy servants are come, because of the name of the Lord thy God. For we have heard the fame of him, and all that he did in Egypt, and all that he did to the two kings of the Amorites that were beyond Jordan, to Sihon, king of Heshbon, and to Og, king of Bashan, which was at Ashtaroth. Wherefore our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spake to us, saying, Take victuals with you for this journey, and go to meet them, and say unto them, We are your servants. Therefore now make ye a league with us. This our bread we took hot for our provision out of our houses on the day we came forth to go unto you. But now, behold, it is dry and it is moldy. And these bottles of wine which... We filled were new, and behold, they be rent, and these are garments and shoes are become old by reason of the very long journey. And the men took of their victuals and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. Joshua made peace with them and made a league with them to let them live. And the princes of the congregation swear unto them. Boy, there's some big lessons to learn today. Very familiar passage for some, but I pray we don't miss what God's got in store for us. No accident, we're here today. Church, I want to say this, no accident, we're here today. We need this today. I don't know about you, the wiles of the devil are outside those doors. Matter of fact, he's trying to get in and get a seat, amen? Let us be aware. Let us be able to identify, identify, identify the enemy, amen? Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, I do thank you, Lord, for this day. 
God, I thank you for this precious, wonderful time together, God. God, the opportunity to be in your house, God, to be able to worship. God, sing praise together with brothers and sisters in Christ. God, what an encouragement to be with your people. God, I pray now as we've come to the hour of the reading of your word. Oh, God, I pray we never forsake the reading of your word, the study of your word. God, I pray now that, God, through the application of your word, God, you grow us. Oh, God, that you help us today and for these days ahead. God, we need something that's going to last a lot longer than Monday. God, we're looking for eternal things to be done today. So I pray now we see your darling son, and I pray we see the enemy before us. God, help us this day, I pray, all these things. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Identifying the enemy. How many of you know today we have a great enemy? And I don't mean in wonderful, I mean a terrible enemy with a lot of power before us today, out here in this world that we live in. He is uh, ravishing lives. And you can say, well, where is the devil in the passage that you read? Well, we see a description of him all over this passage. All over this passage. So I pray today we'll gain some knowledge and we'll gain some courage in the Lord. How many of us need courage in the Lord? Hey, I need some courage in the Lord, folks. Hey, the day that we don't think we need courage, for encouragement and encouragement from the Lord is probably the day we've already fallen. Sure, sure. But I want you to notice in the text here, and I love paragraphs. Anybody else love paragraphs? Love paragraphs in the Bible. If you'll, uh, if you'll learn to start uh, reading it like that, especially the Old Testament there, you read in paragraphs, you'll be able to find a lot. A lot of things will make sense to you if you start reading that way. And God will open up some things to you that you didn't see before. Amen? We notice here that uh, Jericho has been defeated. Praise God. We notice here that Ai has been defeated. Praise God. But how many of you know there's a new kind of enemy right around the corner? Oh yeah, there's a new kind of enemy. There's a new kind of warfare right around the corner. An evil alliance has taken place and a strong deception is on the way. How many of you know there's strong deception today? Young people, I hear me, young adults, and I'm talking about anybody alike. A strong deception today. Devil would love to get a hold of you, love to get a hold of your home, love to get a hold of your relationships, and certain your, your relationship with the Lord. Oh, he'd love to destroy that. Amen? Sure he would. How the devil fights the child of God. Anybody been in a battle lately? Yes. I tell you what, I feel like we've been doing nothing but battling since we've been back. Yes. I'll be on, I, I tell you this morning, I was up going back over the passage this morning about 5.30 in my kitchen. And uh, right there at the, at the table, or I say the table, it's the island. Kim would love for it to return to an island, but I just like to get in there and preach around the island. Amen? And uh, I, this morning as I was going back over the passage, I could, I'm telling you, and you, you don't have to believe me if you don't want to, that's up to you, that's your business, but I can tell you, there was a spiritual battle going on this morning, spiritual battle going on this morning, 
And I'll tell you this, I, I just felt like the devil was all around the house. I really do. I felt like the devil was outside the door. I can't, uh, I can't describe it to you. All I know is the feeling that came over me outside the front door of my house. And hey, it's pitch black dark out there. But I know it was real. And I know there's a spiritual battle that was taking place. And I can tell you what I did this morning at 5.30. I started calling out the name of Jesus. I started rebuking the devil in the name of Jesus. Y'all have heard me say it before. I deal with it all the time. And it's true and it's real. And I pray you can identify that for yourself and your own life. Because, listen, the devil wants us to give way to fear. He wants us to be afraid to, to speak the Word of God, to proclaim the Word of God, to, uh, to openly proclaim who he is, what he wants to do. Oh, he doesn't want to be seen in that light. But through the Word of God, that's the way he is seen. How many of you know the light of Christ is the one who reveals just how wicked and, and uh, disruptive he wants to be? Sure, that's the truth. That's the truth. Look around this world. Can't you tell, boy, what the heyday that the devil's having uh, with families? Man, I think about the mess that so many are in today. The devil's having a field day, like a playground for him, really. Child of God, God wants more for us than to toil with the devil. Play the devil's game. No, he wants us to be victorious. That's why we're here today. That's why I pray that those that are online today are online with us today. But here's the truth of the matter. If we expect to have victory, we must be able to identify the enemy. Did you hear me? I'm going to read it. I'm going to say it again. If we're to have victory... We must be able to identify the enemy. The enemy. We cannot expect to win blindfolded. Amen? I think for too long the, the church of God has had the blinders on. I'm not talking about a denomination. I'm talking about the people of God. have had blinders on for too long. Uh, listen, we've got our idea of what the devil looks like and who he is. And I can tell you for the most part, it's Rome. It's Rome. Listen, he does not come at you looking like who he is. He's deceptive, folks. Listen to me. God did, God did not put this in place here. God, God, God is not a God who, is, who leads by deception and trickery and all those things. That's the work of the devil. And that's what we see here is a picture of the work of the devil. Notice, after AI, and really this is why paragraph form is so important. I want you to, I want you to get this today. You may have not seen this before. But remember, uh, Jericho goes down, right? They go around the walls, they get the shout. Boy, God just drops the walls on that place. Boy, ain't that good? Drop the walls. I'm glad to know whatever the devil wants to do, he can drop, God just dropped the walls on him. Just dropped a wall when we're walking in obedience, right? So Jericho, the walls come down. Praise God, he tears the walls down. Then they went to Ai. Of course, had sin in the camp, so they go to battle. And boy, they just disastrously lose. It looks like the wrong people. I wonder who showed up for the battle. Oh, but then God reveals it all. They go to God, he reveals it, and then they get it right. Amen? They killed the family, the tent, and everything else that went along with it. Praise God, we ain't killing people today over it, right? Huh? But sin in the camp, what a picture of the removal of sin. And then after the battle of Ai, when they go back and they've got the, the confidence of the Lord and they've got the, boy, the strength of the Lord, because you do realize it's in the strength in the Lord that victory takes place. 
And after they go back into battle and they, they uh, go up to Ai and they win that battle. And uh, we were talking last week about the importance of worship. Instead of continuing on in the battle, no, they do what they were told to do uh, time before with Moses. And they go up to Ebal, Mount Ebal, and they do what? They worship. They worship. Thank God for that worship. Thank God it matters that we worship. Thank God there's a priority on worship. I know about you, I need every ounce of worship I can get. Right? My time alone with God. Yes, I worship Him. Uh, certainly, when I'm by myself in my prayer closet, when I'm walking around that island praying, but thanks be to God for corporate worship. Corporate worship. But they go up the e-ball and they worship. And I told you last closing of last Sunday morning that in our worship, God is preparing us for what is coming. That's why worship is so important. Because we're being prepared. We're getting our hearts in line, in tune with God and what is coming at us. How many of you know life? Listen, you've got the ups and you've got the downs, but you can guarantee there's one of those coming around the corner. That's a granted and a given, amen? Oh, it is. It's coming. And so here it is, by no accident, by no accident, by no coincidence, what is happening right after the worship? Notice. Verse 32, And he wrote there upon the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he wrote in the presence of the children of Israel, and all Israel and their elders and officers and their judges stood on this side of the ark, on that side beside the priests, the Levites, which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, as well as the strangers as that was born among them, half of them over against Mount Gerizim and half of them over against Mount Ebal, as Moses the servant of the Lord had commanded before that they should bless the people of Israel. And afterward he read all the words of the law, the blessings and curses according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses commanded, which Joshua read not before all the congregation of Israel, with the women and the little ones and the strangers that were conversant among them. You know, we notice they go up, boy, and they're in tune and they're aligned with God. And what happens next? What happens next? And it came to pass when all the kings were on the side of Jordan in the hills and in the valleys and in all the coasts of the great sea over against Lebanon. The Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivite and the Jebusite heard thereof. What is the key here? What does it matter that this is a paragraph? Because they heard thereof. You know what they heard? They heard and they witnessed the worship of the children of God. That's why this matters, folks. Oh, can I tell you, hey, can I tell you, number one, our greatest attacks are when we're the closest to God. Oh, some of you need to hear that. Some of you need to hear that. Oh, our greatest attacks are when we're our closest to God. Now, that'll make you want to get real close to God, won't it? Huh? Can I tell you, the devil don't mess with those that's already living for him. Ain't got to. They're already right where he wants them to be. No, it's the child of God who's sold out to God, who has a, hey, who has not only an interest but a desire to worship him. That's the one. That's the one who's going to get the attack. 
Oh, Israel, they went up to Ebal. They read the law and thank God they read the blessings. Y'all realize there was blessing and promise in the law. Oh, I can just imagine they had themselves a time up there on Mount Ebal. I'm sure it was a great time in the Lord. Oh, and as they sacrificed to the Lord, how close they got to God. Oh, what a reminder they received. What a reminder we receive when we get into the Word of God. What a promise we get when we really get into the Word of God. I don't know about you, but I don't know how I'd live without the promises of God. How how in the world could you live without the assurance of salvation? Yet I find it right here in His Word. Thank God for His promises. Thank God for His Word. And I can just imagine how they are growing in their faith. And can I tell you today, through worship, through corporate worship, we grow in our faith. We do. Why is that? Because we're walking together. Listen to me. It, we, we can say all day long that we can walk separate and do this and do that for God. Can I tell you, I need you and you need me. That's the truth. That's the truth. The sooner we realize that, the, boy, the more not only can we grow closer to God, but we can grow closer to each other. I'm so glad to know i got a brother I can call upon, many of them, sisters that I know that are faithful to God to pray. Oh, what a blessing! What a blessing that is that we can worship together. And what an encouragement. I can imagine that they are on a high up there on Mount Ebal. What a, boy, what a spiritual high it is for us to come into the house and to worship God. How many of you enjoy worship? You enjoy serving God. You enjoy worshiping the Lord. Yes, what a high that is. And you can just imagine that as they're up there, there's plotting that's taking place. There's things against them that's taking place. And they come down off that mountain. And what's going on? There's already an evil alliance against them. Oh, an evil alliance already against them. Let me say it like this. The devil only fights what he fears. The devil only fights what he fears. What do you mean, preacher? I'm talking about people on fire for God. Hey, it scares him to death when people are on fire and sold out to God. Why is that? Let me remind you of some great things that's happened when people are on fire for God. I got to think about them Welsh revivals. If you don't know what they are, boy, they swept around the world. Swept around the world when people get on fire for God. We, we look recently in our days at what happened in Burlington, North Carolina, where over 2,000 people in a short period of time got saved. What is that? A people on fire for God. Oh, the devil fears that, folks. Yes. Why? Because he knows he doesn't have the power against it. Hear me today. He does not have the power against it. Oh, he'd like you to believe that. He'd like you to think that. He'd like you, boy, he'd like you to give in to that. Amen? Sure he would. The devil only fights what he fears. He fights the people of God when the people of God are pulling together. Yes. What am I telling you today? Am I telling you we are not pulled together so we ain't got a battle? God help us. God help us not to give up and think, man, well, it ain't worth it. Can I tell you what? It's worth it when God's involved. Oh, it's worth every ounce when God is involved. 
Your home is at stake. Do you, I think, man, I think sometimes we're going through la-la land. Do you realize your home is at stake? You realize your children are at stake? If, if, if we had an inkling of really what our kids are facing on a day-to-day basis, it'd probably scare us half to death. And what are we doing to point them to Christ? What are we doing to get them to worship? What are we doing? Don't get quiet on me. Makes me uncomfortable. When we worship together, our faith grows. When we worship together, listen, we want courage. I gain courage knowing I got somebody walking with me. And I got the Lord walking with me, but thank God we can lock shields one with another. Yes. Let help us see that, God. <laughs> what we need. Here is the enemy united against the people of God. Do you not think that he's gaining an alliance together? And I'm talking about the devil himself. Oh, he knows I'm talking about him. Do you you not realize today that he is gaining an alliance against the people of God? Look at the culture in which we live. Look at the culture in which we live. Look at our government. God help us. God help us. The things that are aligning against the people of God. What we better do is get real with what's going on around us. I can tell you this. I can guarantee you after this episode, Joshua wasn't the same. You see, because he was looking for spears. Yeah, he was looking for his enemy to come with spears and with swords and all those things that they would fight with in that day. But he was not looking for the enemy to come with deception. And too often we're looking for the enemy to be a parrot and blunt and right there in front of us. And how many of you know it's not always that way? The devil doesn't work that way. He doesn't play fair. Do you understand me this morning? The devil does not play fair. Here they are, the enemy united in one accord. And boy, we think that we're the only ones that should unite in one accord. Oh, he's pretty good at uniting in one accord. Sure he is. Sure he is. And notice the actions of those in, in, in uh, inhabitants of uh, Gibeon. The picture that we see here, a clear intent to deceive. Verse number 4, what does it say? They did work wildly and went and made as if they had been ambassadors. The first thing we need to realize today is <laughs> the devil is intentional. The devil is intentional to hurt you, to harm you, to steal, kill, and destroy you if he can. If he can. huh? A clear intent to deceive. Notice this. Number two. How does he do it? Boy, just like as he did here, just as he did in the garden. Appealing to your senses. Appealing to your senses. Hear me today. First, through the eye gate. How many people got an eye gate? Well, hopefully you got two of them. I mean, really. 
Boy, the devil loves to tempt us with the eyes, does he not? Notice this, through the eye gate. What do you mean, preacher? Their identity. Notice in verse 4, they did work wildly and went and made as if they had been ambassadors and took old sacks upon their asses and wine bottles old and rent and bound up their old shoes and clouded upon their feet and old garments upon them. What are they doing? Their very appearance. Their very appearance, their identity, they're liars. Who is the father of lies? The devil himself. Here they are. They've got everything dressed up. They've got it looking authentic. I mean, I look at this. I mean, how detailed the devil is in deception. You say, what do you mean? I mean, notice, right down to the moldy bread, man. How many of you know he doesn't forget a detail? Why? Because he knows our nature. See, we, we have to get our nature under control. Huh? Man, it's quiet in here today. we got to get our nature under control. What do you mean, preacher? He knows your eyes. He knows how you think. He knows how you use your own judgment. I mean, notice here, and old shoes and clouded upon their feet and old garments upon them, and all the bread of their provision was dry and moldy. Boy, he don't leave a detail out. Can I tell you this? We got to stop trusting our eyes. We, we got to stop trusting our eyes. Can I tell you, my eyes has got me in more trouble. Y'all looking at me like I'm the only one. Some of y'all smiling now. I mean, think about this. I mean, think about this. My eyes have gotten me into more trouble more times than I can count. Why? Because I got flesh. Y'all go ahead and judge me. I'm looking at you. Huh? These eyes, hey, these eyes will fool you, won't they? Sure will. We rely on our eyes, boy, we're going to be in trouble. I, and I think about how the devil uses it because he knows it. Oh, he knows it, folks. The battle is real. I was thinking, uh, I was thinking today, uh, and we're going to get to the ear eye gate too because guess what? Even the whole message was faulty. Not only do they look a lie, but the message is a lie, right? And I was thinking today about the battles that we're facing and the battles our young people are facing today. We were on our way back from Greensboro, what, a month ago now, I guess. And we were, Kim had her phone out and she was uh, watching a video on Facebook. And, and it, was about a, um, it was about a family, a mother had come on and done a video of trying to make parents aware of the work, works the devil's trying to do, the deception that he's playing with our young people. Uh, she had a good friend, and uh, she had a son, and a Christian family, growing up in a Christian home, and thank God for a Christian family. Thank God for a Christian home. How many of you know it's going to take one? It's going to take one. But here they are, they are they've got a, a child, I don't know how many children they had, but... Uh, but their son loved to play that game Fortnite. I guess it's a game. I don't know what it is. Some of y'all, James Allen knows what it is. Look at him. Some of y'all know what it is. 
I have no clue what it is. Don't really care to know what it is. Got time for games. But she said her friend's son was on line. I'm telling you what, on line, man. <laughs> he was on line and he was playing Fortnite and there were some things that popped up about how to get friends to come along and play with you and all those things. And I think he's probably about 11, 12 years old. And hey, everybody 11, 12 year old wants somebody to play with them, right? Sure. So he goes into that website on that on trying to find a friend. Now, let me tell you how deceiving it is. They had all the locks and checks and all those boxes that they thought they needed on their internet. So they wasn't just cut loose. But that young boy went on to that website to find those friends and entered into a chat room. And it asked immediately right off the bat if he was over 18 or under 18 years old. And, of course, he clicked under 18 years old. And as soon as uh, he went into that chat room, conversations began with adults, not under 18 years old. The next thing you know, there was pornography that came up. We act like it doesn't exist. Can we all admit that it exists? And the devil is using our eyes. And he's destroying people. Hear me, he's destroying people. So here it is. Uh, 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 to think that that's bad enough, and that's bad. But a chat begins and ensues. And, and, and he's getting to talk to somebody about the game. Thinks he's talking to somebody his age. And come to find out he's not. And the person on the other end of this. And I'm telling you, this is how the devil uses people. Matter of fact, it wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't the devil himself on the other end of the line. He, he told this young child, this boy, he told him that if he didn't send pictures of himself nude, is everybody with me? This really going on, folks. This really going on. That if he didn't send pictures of himself nude, that he was going to contact his parents and let them know what he had already seen entering that site. And not only that, but that if he didn't do it, that he would find his parents and kill them. So what do you think he did at 12 years old? He did it. He did it. That's with the checks and the balances that we think exist. They don't exist, folks. Just as we're trying to do our best to have these boxes locked and all these things where you can't get into them, can I tell you the devil's working overtime? He's working overtime. Why? Because he wants to kill, steal, and destroy. Can I tell you something? That day, that boy will never get back. Scarred. God help us as parents. Amen. Boy, we need God. Amen. As the church, listen to me, we need God, folks. Boy, we need God. We need discernment. Discernment today. I'm talking about a relationship so close to God that when He whispers, you know it. God help us to be close.
God, help us to be clean. Notice the eye gate. Be careful with your eyes. What about the ear gate? Yes, they heard every word. Oh, what do we got? We've got, boy, we got such a false message here. Notice what is said. Notice what is, uh, notice what is said here. And they went to Joshua. I'm in verse 6. They went to Joshua and to the camp at Gilgal and said unto him and to the men of Israel, We be come from a far country. Now therefore make ye a league with us. And the men of Israel said unto the Hivites, Peradventure ye dwell among us, and how shall we make a league with you? And they said unto Joshua, We are thy servants. And Joshua said unto them, Who are ye, and from whence come ye? Now this is wonderful. And, and hear me out. God gave you two ears and one mouth. There's a reason why. We need to use them. That God help us. Here they are. They're listening. They're even questioning. Thank God they are. But can I tell you, it didn't go far enough? Huh? Didn't go far enough? Don't trust your ears either. <laughs> From a far country. Can I tell you this? They were probably next to a throne stone next to Gilgal. I mean, just miles, folks. Just miles. Just miles away. And yet here they are. That just shows you the amount of plot that the devil will go to to try to destroy you. Huh? Here it is. They're, they're pouring it in their ear. <laughs> Here it is. We had hot bread. Notice verse 13. And these, uh, this our bread in verse 12. We took hot of our provision out of the houses on the day we came forth to go unto you. But now behold it is dry and it is moldy. Boy, the devil will feed you a line, will he not? Sure will. Sure will. And these bottles of wine which we filled were new, and behold, they be rent. And these one garments, our shoes, and become old by reason of the very long journey. They pour it on. They pour it on. Ain't that what the devil's doing today is pouring it on. Pouring it on. Boy, seeing who will who'll, who'll, uh, take it, who will bite on it. Verse 9, they lie even concerning the Lord. How many of you know not everybody that says they are is? Huh? How, how many of you know, and I, I listen, I love you today, but how many of you know that uh, everybody that comes into your life is not coming into your life to love you and help you? I know without a shadow of a doubt, there's people that the devil plants in your pathway. Oh, you better believe it. And I mean talking a good game. And I, I can remember, I can go back in ministry. And you hear my heart. Some of these things you just got to live out. And it hurts to live out these things. But I can remember in times of ministry. Boy, somebody come to you and they know the words to say. Oh, they know the words to say. They know exactly what you want to hear. Boy, they get out and shout with the best of them. Just because you can shout don't mean you're right. God help us. And I can remember diving in full-fledged. That sounds crazy, don't it? I don't think I'm by myself today. No, you dive straight in, man, going all the way, going all the way out to realize it ain't what you thought it was. You see, there's a lesson to be learned about not going before the Lord about things. 
That's how we get ourselves in trouble. And the devil knows it. You, you realize today the devil knows what your prayer life looks like? <laughs> he knows when you pray. Sure he does. He knows the time you spend with God. Who are you fooling? Oh, he knows how to use it against you. Oh, and he will, will he not? No, they lie even concerning the Lord. I mean, surely you're going to bring the Lord's name into this thing. You've got to be legit. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's pretenders. There's pretenders. You better believe that. Notice the urgency they put on it. Can I tell you, the devil tries to work swiftly. Be careful when somebody's pushing the button. It's got to be right now. Huh? You see, the Lord would have us take enough time to pray about it, seek His face about it. Oh, but those that want to just move fast, boy, you better be careful with that. Church, what a lesson for us. What a lesson for us. Be careful. Be careful with your families. Be careful with your children. The devil moves swiftly. Notice the urgency in verse number 11. Wherefore our elders and all the inhabitants of our country spake to us, saying, Take victuals with you for the journey and go to meet them, and say unto them, We are your servants, therefore now make ye a league with us. They even throw in the fact that they want some they want it to be um, friendly. Huh? They want to live peaceably together. And you know that goes against everything that the Word of God says for them. Because everything was to be destroyed. Do, do y'all understand that? Everything was to be destroyed. And yet to let a people live. But yet it sounds good, right? Aren't we hearing that today? I mean, let's just stop and think about this for a moment. Isn't that what we're hearing today? Well, preacher, isn't it okay for everybody just to love each other? Well, sure it is, unless we're talking about how you love each other. Come on. Come on. God ain't ordained every relationship. Come on. But that's what we're being told today, right? I mean, I'm a hate monger because I don't believe in homosexuality. Huh? Is it true or not? I mean, let's be honest today. I don't believe in same-sex marriage. It's against God. I, I don't believe at five years old, children ought to be able to decide what they're going to be. I don't believe that. huh? No, I believe that, hey, God's made you male and female. And He knew you in the womb. He knew your frame. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says, folks. Listen, it's all going to sound like we are to give here and we are to give there. No, we don't give anything. Go with what God's Word says. What God's Word says. And it, listen to me. This is not a popular word. If it was a popular, if it was a popular word, hmm, it'd be easy, wouldn't it? Right? No, let me tell you something. The Word of God is an offense. Why? Because God don't play with sin. God don't play with sin. But that's what the devil does. And that's what he's doing to our country. That's what he's doing to our homes. That's what he's doing to us. You don't think all that Equality Act stuff, and I ain't going to go there, I ain't going to get back on that, but I'm just saying all these, hey, it's a lie from the pit of hell. 
You want to know where that stuff is? You know, to hear Congress say, I'm going to say this, I'm just going to get it out. To hear Congress say that they could care less about what God thinks about what they're doing. I'm paraphrasing, but that is what was said. Oh, there's coming a day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And you may not care what He thinks now, but you will care what He thinks then. That is the truth, folks. That is the truth. It's about time we woke up, stood up, stood firm against the devil. God give us a backbone, folks. Oh, He appeals to our senses, to our eyes, to our ears, to feel and to touch, to smell. I believe He worked so hard over time on that bread that they could smell that moldy bread. I believe it. I believe it. Why? Because they got deceived. Because they got deceived. But you want to know why they got deceived? Oh, we find it as we read further on. Verse 14, And the men took, the men took, we're talking about the men of God. The men took of their victuals and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. You see, the bottom line for your family and my family today is, if we're not asking for counsel from the mouth of the Lord, where do we get counsel? If we're not going to the Word of God for counsel and a prayer life that actually is a real prayer life, not just asking God to bless your food. I mean, I hope you at least do that, but come on. What kind of relationship with God you got? Folks, it ain't going to last. You are going to get slapped, run over. You play games with the devil, he'll play you. Boy, he'll play you. He'll play you the rest of your time on this earth. We see their urgency, but we also see the biggest problem. There was no counsel with God. So what do you, what do you say, preacher? Is that the way it's going to end today? I mean, we read through verse 15, and verse 15 says this, And Joshua made peace with them and made a league with them to let them live, and the princes of the congregation swear unto them. Is that where it ends today? Now, I want to tell you today, we've got a great obligation to hold up the Word of God. Hmm? And we are reminded in His Word how we can fight against the devil. We can fight against those things that come about in our lives. How to protect your kids. Listen to me. How many people have heard, has heard of the armor of God? Why don't we put it on? Why don't we put it on? Better yet, I'm going to read it for you because I can. And realize this, before I even get there, before I even get there, think about, think about this today. What Isaiah said. Isaiah 9.20 To the law and to the testimony If they speak not according to this word It is because there is no light in them The devil is a false light A false light There's some things you've got to understand Before you even put the armor on And that's who you're dealing with Now, notice over in Ephesians Chapter number 6, verse number 10. Preacher, I've heard this and heard this and heard this. You know what? About time we probably heard it again. Here it is. I'm going to read it for you. I love the Word of God because it's blunt. It's clear. Verse 10, finally, my brethren. Now that is believers. You do understand that. 
Before you can put on the armor of God, you've got to know God. And I'm not talking about a form of God. I'm talking about the God, the Lord Jesus Christ, a personal relationship with Him. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot put on the armor of God if you ain't the child of God. All right? So the first, first point for you is if, if you ain't saved, it's time you got saved. It's real. The devil would love for you to stay lost. I can guarantee you that. God done done way too much for you to be saved. For you to be saved. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. See, they were using their own understanding. They were using their own judgment. God help us. we got to be strong in the Lord. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to what? Stand against what? The wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil. Boy, he's crafty, isn't he? Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you might be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to, hey, be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is what? The Word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, capital S. If your Bible don't say it, throw it away. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. What am I talking about today? you got to be sold out to God, folks. This living on the fence. The devil is having a field day. With our kids. The devil's having a field day with our families. And if you allow it, he'll have a field day with you. But it's only going to come by people separated and consecrated to God to make the difference. I don't know where you are with the Lord, but that's our victory plan. Did you hear me? That's our vi- I just read the victory plan. It's right there. You say, but, but do I have everything? You got everything you need. You got everything you need right there. But you got to put it on. What does that mean? You got to have a prayer life. You got to have Bible. You are to have Bible time with your kids. I'm gonna be honest with you. We all fail, but we fail hard, don't we? We are to have prayer time with our kids, with our families. There are to be Bible time with our families, with our kids. Some of you, your marriages is in shambles, and you don't pray together. You don't read the Bible together. You don't study the Word of God together. We want. If we want these things, why don't, why don't we go get it? We ain't like they're far from us. And God's put it right there before us. You know what God wants to do? He wants to prosper you, man. Do, do we realize that today? God wants more for you than you could ever think for yourself. But we got to follow Him for it. we got to desire it. And that begins with me and you. We want to see our kids grow up in the Lord. we got to grow them up in the Lord. And, and talking about it doesn't qualify. 
Because we sure know how to talk about it. We're starting this marriage conference in what? A, a month? You know why we're doing that? I, I, you think I just want to speak or something? Or just, just want to come so we can just have a, a great powwow, get a meal and have somebody babysit the kids for a little bit? We got to grow closer to God. We've heard enough of the devil's lies. We need to know what God has to say. So I want to ask you today, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Listen, I know you're tired. You might say, this is the wrong day for that message. No, that means it's probably the right day for this message. I can promise you this. I didn't say... Lord, why don't you put us in Joshua chapter 9? It's where we are. And why are we there? Because we need it. So I'm going to ask you today, sister, if you would, if you would softly play. And I'm just going to ask you this, to mind the Lord. You know what your family needs. You know what your kids need. You know the battle that is raging. Devil just wasn't going after we're just going after the children of Israel. He's going after us. You know how close you are to the Lord today. Some of you, you're not close to the Lord at all because you don't have a personal relationship with Him. Can I tell you today, with heads bowed and eyes closed, He's here to save you? Boy, He's here to save you. He wants to save you. Oh, how He desires a relationship with you and I. And I ask you today, won't you just come? Preacher, I'm ready to accept Christ. I'm ready to get saved. I'm ready to live for God. My home needs God. Won't you come? Won't you come? He's faithful if you are. Won't you come? Our homes, this, hey, there's folks coming. Why don't you come? Boy, does our home need help. We need help, but our homes need help. God, help us to be the daddy and the grandpa we ought to be. And the, Hey, and how about the mama and the, how about the grandma that we ought to be? How many of your grandkids? Not in church today. Not under the Word of God. How many of your kids? Not in church today. Need the Word of God. Need the presence of God in our lives. Why don't you come? I tell you what, maybe God's just waiting to hear from you. Lord, help us today, God. You know our need. You know our condition, God. So, God, I just pray, God, you, God, you give us what we need as we surrender to you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray.